operating under the crooked American barber system too long. We are now in session. The Barber Session. The only podcast for barbers by barbers. So guys, as promised, here's the special guest, one of my boys. I consider him my family, Tomb Squad for sure, through and through, Tyler Trotter. What's going on, Tyler? How you doing? 100%. What's going on, bro? I made it. I made it, man. I'm so excited about this. Finally have you on the Barber Session podcast, bro. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's a great night. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, do you remember, since we're here, do you remember um, the actual night that the Tomb Squad was formed? We actually did a barber session podcast. It was when I introduced the beard combs and Jeezy was there. It was you, me, Basio, Jeezy, and we lost the we memory lost card. The footage. I remember that. It was at the Northdale location where Basio was working at the time. It was on yep. a fold out table with horrible mics, but it didn't matter, man, because it was No, it you had the round thing. The round like conference. Yes. <laughs> I remember that with headphones coming out of everywhere. Just just nuts. Yeah. Just the crazy, you know quick five minute setup thing and and it didn't matter man and those times the podcast it was it was raw it was awesome it was awesome no, that was like at 2 a.m too i was like right did we sleep that night i, I don't i don't recall danny oh, did danny slept i was saying danny we, slept we have photo evidence of danny sleeping i don't remember much much <laughs> yeah of man sleeping. no I, I don't think anybody wanted to go to sleep right like who who wanted to go to sleep i didn't want to miss a second of that bro like all of those minds collectively in one room at once you know, you got Basio and Jeezy over here recording, and you got, you know, uh, Fonz and somebody else doing a live stream and cutting hair and answering questions. It was like, it was sensory overload. It was, I, I don't want to go to sleep. How could you go to sleep? It was heaven. It was everything. Everything that we built it up to be is exactly what it was because the Tomb Squad has continued from that day. It never stopped. Never stopped. Like it was real. It was real. Who can, I don't even remember who came up with that name either, but it was Tomb Squad. It was, it was we were talking about, I think it was Matt, because we were talking about Tomb Squad jerseys, yep. and Matt went, Tomb Squad! That, that's it. <laughs> and we, we lost it. That was it. And it was Tomb Squad after that. <laughs> so Tyler, on this podcast, I like to give people an opportunity to get to know my guest, um, to get to know where they came from, how they started. And your story uniquely is... Pretty incredible, man. Um, so take us back, man. How did barbering change your life? How did barbering affect you in a positive way? And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tie it into where you're at now, which is, is, you know, obviously doing incredible. Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I think at this point, uh, I've been in the industry, you know, starting with school for right around five years now, almost five years, not quite. Right. Um, and it's, it's, it's almost, almost, I want to say it's like, like your typical, um, I use drugs and I was in the street to now I'm a barber. Um, you know, I think I just, uh, I know there's a lot of people that have that story. And so I almost feel I've met so many people over the years that have the same story that I almost feel like telling the story again. It's like, man, do people, does it even, you know what I mean? Because people are like, dude, your story's so crazy. It's like, dude, there's so many people that have the same story. Having said that, I want to give honor to like, I'm not the only one that has this story. You know, a lot of people are finding hope with this. Um, 
But yeah, so, uh, you know, the, the quick rundown is, you know, I was addicted to everything. I lost my kids to DCS. I mean, I was shooting uh, synthetic heroin and smoking crack. And, you know, I was literally involved in, in everything that you can imagine, like the worst of the worst. I did all of that stuff at the end of the road for me. There wasn't any cool points left. I wasn't able to act like I was just dealing. I wasn't able to be like, you know, oh, I'm just addicted to the lifestyle. No, you're addicted to crack. And opiates, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, there was nothing cool left when it was over. And so I lost my kids and uh, I lost everything, dude. I lost my whole life. Robbed the pharmacy December 26, 2010, got away with it for about three weeks. And uh, then I got locked up for a year on a six year split confinement, um, entered into recovery on uh, 8, 10, 12, August 10th, 2012. I tried to get clean when I got released, but it took me a little while. So August 10th, 2012, I got clean and I stayed clean. And I've been clean for about two and a half years, man. I was a, a counselor at a, a drug rehab place. Uh, I was an active member in a 12-step fellowship and I'm still active in sponsorship and I sponsor guys and all that. Um, but I ended up having to quit my job at as a recovery counselor. I was a young adult um, counselor, and I had to quit that because they started this new insurance stuff where it was going to be difficult for me to. I had a baby on the way with my new wife. Like all this stuff got restored in three years. I got my kids back and and everything. And I was a stay at home dad, and I was cutting my son's hair one day, and he wanted a faux hawk, and I didn't know how to do it but I was still really wanting to be like a good dad. I want to give my kids everything that they desire as, as the best I can. And um, so I had to go on YouTube and figure out how to do a faux hawk haircut. I gave him a mohawk and sent him on his way and looked at the video on how to do a faux hawk. And do you remember who, do you remember whose video it was? It was, it was Joe Blow, nobody. I know whose name it wasn't. You know what I mean? It wasn't all of the people that I watch now. Uh, and that, that I, the people that I grew up on, it was just some dude that made a video. And um, so, yeah, it was uh, something started to bubble up inside me right then to where I used to, I just kept watching barber videos for the fun. I was interested in the culture, the lifestyle, the dudes look cool. You know, it's cool to be able to do a good haircut. And um, I obsessed with them to the point where I was watching haircut videos every day on my computer. Um, I'd actually bought clippers, so uh, or I'd, I'd been using the, the Conair joints at the house and giving Brown extra haircuts for no reason. And then my wife walked in one day, and I had the computer hooked up to the TV, watching watching. A, it was a Vic, uh, 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 Vic the barber, Vic Damone. I had him on the TV in the living room, and my wife walked in and she went, she said, "Is this what we're doing?" <laughs> I said, I can't, I don't, I don't, she said, you're going to do this, aren't you? Like, and she didn't know when she asked me, are you going to do this? I received it as permission yeah. to do it. That's how I, that's how I interpreted it. it you just, yeah. She, she totally gave you the green light there, right? hundred percent, bro. So I went to school the next day, checked with the admissions. And ever since then, man, it's, I'm a barber. Through and through. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, you know, leading up to that and all the stuff, like if you meet Tyler now in person, guys, Tyler would not harm a fly. So to to like, it's hard to put you or picture you, and you know that's that's crazy, bro. How far you've come, it's nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, so I see the T-shirt you got there. Are you you had more? I'm sorry. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've always got more. There's always there's, more. There's always I, I would harm a fly, man. If you come around my wife or if you come around my kids or here's the thing. Well, you you, you would harm you a fly. Me. If you mess with Toon Squad or my family, you, you've said you said it. You've said it. You'll catch. catch I've got catch. a charge. I've got a charge left. Like one I'm more. off paper. I get one charge and they'll give me probation for sure. hundred percent. I can do one charge. Another thing is, let me say this because I know we go to origins and stuff, but this is important stuff. And this is my first platform being able to say this. People think like when you're kind and like you won't hurt, I wouldn't hurt anybody. I love people. I really do. I love people. Um, and I try to like practice loving people. That don't mean I'm stupid. That don't mean like I don't, I didn't forget what I learned in the street and I didn't forget how the thing goes. But when people, I just move differently. So when people talk or when people do things and they think like, oh, he's soft or something, he ain't soft. He just, you're already three, he's just letting you make your moves. You're already three moves ahead of him, bro. You're That's already it. three he's moves just, ahead of him. Just chilling. I'll respond appropriately every time. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I crack up when you say that. You're like, yo, I'll catch a case for you, bro. But I, yeah. know, but I know you're not. You're yeah, not, I don't know why you laugh. You're not, you're, not, you're, you're, being, you're being dead serious. Like, 100%. Like, look, look, at, the, look at his face. It's, it's, the, it's no joke. The I'm just saying, don't try me at a show. Because here's the thing. We do the math. You got to return on investment, right? Yeah. So if you're at a show and somebody tries you on the trade show floor, it's like, oh, man, first of all, if we're with the squad, you know the bond money's there, right? So if the bond money's there, there's a return on investment. Like it's going to draw attention. You know what I'm saying? The Instagram, the phones are going to come out. Now we got a hashtag going. Now we're talking. Next we got 245 knuckle gloves. I don't know. We got got, And listen, and then people are like, yo, I want, that's how they get down for their squad. I want to be part of that squad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's all fun and games. We, we for real don't play with each other as friends. No, it's family. No, what friendship? It's family. Hundred um, percent. So you you were showing off the beautiful t shirt there, uh, believer. Well, you mentioned it, so I showed it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a beautiful shirt. I did mention it, and I mentioned it because it's a project you've been working on now. What a uh, couple years? Uh, a little over four years now. Four years. So yeah. what is the Believer Barber Project? Because I've been excited to see it. I've seen clips. I've seen highlights. Um, mm. What is the Believer Bar- Barber Project? What does it mean to you? And what do you want it to mean to the people you're going to show it off to, or, you, you know, what do you want it to mean, to mean to others? In other words? Yeah. So here's the thing about believer barber project. As I have grown as a barber, what it means to be a believer barber has grown as well. Uh, initially when I got believer barber, the time when I got uh, like in my head, the first time I thought about believer barber, that's something worth having. Um, I was in the process of creating beard oil. I was in the process of uh, getting ready to go to my first hair show in Macon, Georgia, uh, and meet Al Reed for the first time. And so, um, when Believer Barber first came in, I was like, yeah, dude, like if I can come from where I came from, right? At this time, this story wasn't a common story. Like everybody, I mean, everybody was talking about, I came from the streets, now I'm a barber, but they weren't really being intimately transparent with the struggles, right? Like I said, I was a dope fiend, you know? And so I wanted my story to inspire hope in somebody. And I thought, well, if you can, if I can be intimately transparent with you and tell you what I've been through and you can watch me, I'm not just telling you what is happening in my life. You can watch it because it's been documented. Then hopefully it'll inspire hope. Right. And so I am a believer barber because initially back then I believed I could be more than what I was. And hopefully it inspired people to believe in who they were too. Back then that was the original message. Um, you know, I've been absent from YouTube for about a year. 
almost a year. And it's not been through, it wasn't necessarily like a decision, um, but I had a whole lot of things happen in between the expo. You know, my mom was involved in a murder. She, she got killed, right? Um, the, we had the Tennessee Barber Expo. I opened another shop. There's been a lot of stuff that required me to focus on functioning in all of this stuff I've been talking about on the YouTube for three years. So as I've been going through this, the Believer Barber Project, we began a documentary. I started to tell my story four years ago, and I intended to wrap this thing up like the same year. I was just going to create like a cool video, like 10, 15 minutes, and then let's put a promo out there. To evolve. It's continued to yeah. different layers to the cake. Yeah, they just kept following me as God kept being faithful, and I kept growing in different areas. And so originally it was like, believer barber mean you can come from drugs and work in a barber shop. Well, now I'm opening a barber shop. Might as well add that to the believer barber project. Um, barber shop floods out. Or excuse me, let's say uh, 245 Tomb Squad calls. How'd you come down to Florida? That's a big deal. Let's make that a part of the Believer Barber Project. Um, you're going all over the country now. You're teaching people how to cut hair. Once again, you're coming from the streets as a junkie. Now you're all across the country teaching people how to cut hair and be a good barber as far as character assets and stuff like that goes. Let's make that a part of the project. Your shop floods out. Plot twist. Now you got to hurry and open up a new shop. Let's make that a part of the Believer Barber Project. And then we realize that this thing just continues to unfold. And so today we actually just finished the final. We decided we're going to Believer Barber Project. We're going to put a cork on it where the Tennessee Barber Expo was held. The success of the show, talking a little bit about my mom and, and, and going through that experience. But that's Believer Barber Project, or excuse me, Believer Barber Now is so much more than it was yeah. when we started. It, it started, like you said in the beginning, I don't want to sound like everyone else, not to, not to make it uh, like it's not a big deal, those, of, those that have come from struggle, but mm. it, it, it was much more, obviously a lot more to the story. Um, mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. Not that I want to rewind or go back, but- um, no, Come on, bro, let's go back. I love it. The, the purpose of a testimony and the transparency behind the testimony is to inspire hope, dude. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of none of it. I love to talk about it because there's some things that we might address here in this conversation that somebody's going to watch and they're going to think, man, I've been there and I've dealt with that. But if God can do that in him through this, then I want people to believe in themselves, man. So let's talk about it. All of it. Um, not specifically that stuff, but I want to talk about barber school and graduating barber school, getting in a barber shop. Cause it was all kind of like fast tracked, man. Um, you, you, finished barber school, went to a barber shop. You were a barber shop not that long before you opened up your first location, right? Which is one of the most successful barber shops in your area, right? Like it, it's, it's, I saw you put a post up on Facebook and it's facts. Like we can't give you a haircut during quarantine because we have a signature look that people will recognize all over town because they know what it is to have mm -hmm. a haircut, a clean cut grooming. So what was that like? What, what was the time frame between, you know, finishing working at a shop and then opening your first location? Cause it was, um, yeah, when I started school, they told me that the timeline was the quickest you could finish uh, was in like nine months. If you attended every day, never missed anything. Um, I finished right at 10 months. Uh, the grades were good, you know, driven by passion. You just you just show up for what you want to be there for. So we finished in 10 months. Um, I went to Razor Shark Barbershop in West Knoxville, and I worked there for 11 months uh, before I opened up Clean Cut Grooming Lounge. So you're talking about from the time I entered school until I opened up my first shop. Uh, 21 months. 
Wow, not even two years. Mm, right. That is crazy. Then it floods. Well, then, then, then you do the Tomb Squad stuff. Then you're mm-hmm. traveling. Then your shop floods out, which was insane, right? Yeah. It's just wave after wave, man. And you keep getting up. And then you open up your, your, your well, not second location, but your new location. It was a little sure. bigger, right? You added more barbers, more chairs. Oh, it's a lot bigger. Yeah, my last location was, I mean, we were crammed with five of us in there. And now in this location that I'm actually at right now, um, I've, I've got the walls lined up. We can comfortably house 10 barbers. As of right now, we've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got eight stations out, six barbers. I've got two on the way. And we've still got a whole ping pong table, leather chairs, and arcade machines. And so we got room over here now. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, it's great. So then you go from the barbering stuff to travel education with us. Um, mm-hmm. And then, dude, dude you, you started an expo, bro. Like, yeah. Like, like an expo, not not like a little barber battle. Not that I'm knocking that, but you, an expo, the Tennessee Barber Expo. Like, that's crazy. You started. Talk to me about that. What was that like? I know you. I know you went to to the the, the Vegas Barber Expo, and you kind of yeah. you know it's it's you got to throw. For those of you that want to do things right, you gotta you gotta you gotta serve. I know Tyler. We've had Come conversations on. about that's that. Man. You gotta serve, man. In order to to get to where you want to get. You serve and you you serve your clients. You serve your you serve your barbers as a barbershop owner. So Tyler went to Vegas and he literally worked under under Jay and said, "Hey, like like a lot of a lot of people have asked us. Not that I'm trying to sidetrack, but lot, how do I get part of Tomb Squad?" And people just show up and they just start moving boxes one day. Like Sean Sean Cutter is a great example. Just just showed up one day at, at, at the CT Barber Expo and said, "Hey, yep. how can I help?" And it wasn't, "Hey, how am I part of Tomb Squad?" No, he just picked up a box and then he picked up a hammer and he started, you know taking down the booth with us. So Tyler showed up to Vegas and just, hey, what can I do? Give me walkie-talkie. Give me, you know, you need security. And then yeah. through that, you started your own expo and Jay Majors hosted it. That's, let me hear it. Yeah, yeah. And kind of like, you know, I want to give a shout out to Sean because I remember that when he showed up to CT. And not only did he show up and pick up hammers, the dude bought his own booth. So the yes. dude bought his own plane ticket, spent his own money to buy his own booth right just to gain proximity to the people that he wanted to be in position with. And then he capitalized through service. Nothing was given to him. Right. And so it's the exact same thing, man. It's a, it's a, uh, I don't want to say it's a formula because you can't execute it as a formula. If you treat it like a formula, you'll miss the function, right? You got to stay focused on the function because the formula won't do it. You can't be finding yourself doing a performance like function over form. Just remember that because that's, that is the message. You have to function. And the service is I was going to CT, like I'm passionate about the expos. I'm passionate about the industry. So I show up. And when I show up to these things, what I found is that, uh, humble service will grant you access to things. So if you show up somewhere early, right, there's a humility to showing up early. The party ain't popping yet. It ain't fun yet. Everybody's sweating. Everybody's wearing their old dirty clothes. So you sh- humbly show up early and say, hey, I'm here to help. And then when somebody puts a toilet brush in your hand, go clean the toilet and be glad to do it because that's what I did. I just showed up and, uh, basically said, I'm here to help with whatever. And I just started pushing boxes around and started. And when people who were influencers and people who I wanted to develop relationships started coming around, I didn't run up and start trying to cash the relationships in. I just listened to like what they were talking about. I found out what was important to them. What type of conversations do these people who inspire me, what are they talking about behind the scenes? And I'm hearing Jay talk about things that need to be moved here and there. And I'm hearing him talk about, you know, his relationship with the hotels. And, you know, so the first year I just served 
as a way to get access to the industry that I love. There was no ulterior motive. I didn't have an expo plan. I just served and I got to meet people like, you know, I was, I was already involved with the tomb squad, but I got to get meet people on a personal level in this profession on a more, you know, the, the, the behind the scenes things are more intimate. You get to find out who people are when the show's already popping, you're meeting the representative, you know, you're meeting the profession of these people under contracts. Yeah. They got a job to do. But before the show starts, if you could get in there and get sweating and, and bumping elbows with some people, then you can just find who people are. And you find out most of these people are actually just people. We've got to put them on way big pedestals that um, they're worthy of honor, but they don't need the big pedestal. They don't even want it. They just, you know, recognize their accomplishments, but also their people. And so, yeah, man, I just reached out to Jay and I've showed up to help him for the last three years in Connecticut and Vegas. And uh, about a year and a half ago, I was just like, hey, I think I'm going to do Tennessee Barber Expo. He was like, you should, you know how to do Connecticut. And I was like, yeah, because I've always said, if you want to do something, find somebody who's already succeeded in what you want to be successful in and then do what they did. I'm not saying copy them. Don't copy people. That's really unattractive. And it's always blatantly obvious. And you're going to look like the great value version of whoever you're copying. But find out the steps that they took to become successful and ask them. Don't just try to figure it out and then apply them on the side. Humble yourself and say, how do I do this? Jay, and this is a conversation I would Jay, what do I do? Like, how do I do with these sponsors and stuff? He's like, oh, you got a marketing deck? What's a marketing What's deck? A marketing oh, no problem. Deck? Hold on. I'll send you mine. And so now I've got a marketing deck. It's like, well, how do I create this? Well, I'm going to need an audio guy. I'm going to need an art guy. I'm looking at this verbiage. Um, you're going to need to, you need to convey these points to your people. And uh, basically just dude, taking out the trash and serving but if you love what you're doing, it makes it easy. So the the return on the investment is this big. Yeah, it's it's infinite. Yeah. That's awesome. So how, how did it go that first year? And, and and obviously now with COVID, you were planning on having a second show. You're planning on doing this as a, as a yearly thing, right? And just continue to grow it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, 245, we're a, we're a legacy company. We don't start anything without, uh, without plans for a future. We don't do anything for an instant payoff. That's what I love about our culture is we have the long term. We have the whole industry in mind when we do things. So let's fail 100 times. But in the long run, let's change the industry. Um, and so, yeah, we had the first event and it was, it was ridiculously more successful. Anything that I'd, I mean, I planned for it to be successful, but I wasn't prepared for what happened. I mean, vendors were happy. Uh, the, the, the client or excuse me, the clients, the, uh, the attendees were happy. The barber battles went off. Well, like everything went off without a hitch, dude. And it was, it was, uh, it was a really good event. I mean, it was a profitable event. We had enough money left over to have an event this year. Um, and yeah, dude, I actually just got through when I was doing this recording, I was describing the incident when I was tossing the illusion capes off the stage and realizing that, look, this is my expo. This is, this is something that I put together. <laughs> so wait, 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 this is, this is my expo. That, that's, yeah. that's gotta be a good feeling, man. Dude, I called two of my best friends who have nothing to do with barbering to come and look at what God had done in my life. And we went back behind the air walls and not a lot of people know this. These are two friends from recovery. And we went back there and one of them, one of my best friends was a guy that got clean before I did. And he was my friend and showed me how to get clean. Another guy was a guy that I sponsor. So it's like, he helped me. And this is a guy that I helped who's going to school, getting married, got his life together. And dude, I had a moment where it all just hit me, dude. And I lost it, dude. I bawled. I, it was all three of us, dude, just three dudes. And I'm sitting here just bawling my eyes out. So grateful for where my life 
has come. And um, yeah, dude, so the whole event through and through, vendors, attendees, the event, the brands, um, there's never been anything like that, not only in Tennessee, uh, but in the region, really. I mean, we've got barber battles everywhere, but this was the Tennessee Barber Expo. And the only thing I know around here is like, I mean, you got Brawner, anything that happens in Atlanta, you got, um, what else do you got? Like, I don't Yeah, no. I think that's why I made it cool. Like you said, don't copy someone cause you're going to end up being the, the great value version. But I think that that part of it was cool that you kind of did similar to what Jay did. Like, well, what, let me speak. In, yeah. What, and let, let me speak to that. What's in CT. And he brought it. He said, no, I'm not going to Miami. I'm not, I'm bringing it to my city, which I, I thought was, was awesome that you brought it to your city and you wanted to rep Tennessee and, and it was a great success. Well, and something also with regards to, because Tennessee Barber Expo was exactly like, I mean, it, it was, I followed direction, but I didn't take a man's plan and then execute it on my own over here. Like Jay was behind me. Jay guided me. Jay was my mentor. We had, I was submitted to him in a mentor mentee type relationship where he said, you know what, you want to learn how to do this? I got you. You're going to have to follow directions. You have to do what you, you're going to do it the right way. You know, I'm going to let you do it your way, but you know what I mean? This is how it works. And so I would call him all the time and say, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. He'd be like, that's not a good idea. Here's why we're done. Stop sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the difference between, doing something that somebody else is doing outside of uh, honoring them. It's, it's, that's a, if, if you take what somebody else is doing and you duplicate it or attempt to duplicate it and don't show them any honor for the inspiration that they've given you, that's not good. That's not a good look at all. Yeah, if somebody does develop something that works and they give you permission and they teach you how to do it, you need to honor them on the back end. Um, for the work that they did ahead of you. That's called a forerunner. Like that's called a, uh, they're a way maker. You know what I mean? And, and they're worthy of honor. Love it. So I'm so, forever indebted to Jay. And Jay's an incredible guy. He's an incredible guy for our industry, man. And, and he just keeps, continues to pay it forward. Um, but going back to that um, and, and, and a little bit on Jay, that moment you had in the hallway, um, that rush of emotion um, wasn't just because of the success Obviously, it was a great success, um, but touch on a little bit of behind the scenes because I don't think people understand. Like you said, people want to show up and bump bump uh, elbows and shoulders, and it's like we're in the, the party's here. It's popping now. I mean, but the road there, like I don't think people understand that that the CT Barber Expo is a year long thing for Jay. Like Jay's working year round for that. You worked year round for Tennessee you were already starting to work on the Tennessee this year like it's it's the grind is no joke so I think part of that too is that release of just that weight like man it went off with you know because we've all been there with the barbershops with with classes with with you know stuff we've done with 245 projects and it's like the moment you click and it goes live and you, you just you hold your breath and it's like whoa and, and like Danny says then you're on to the next after, after that's gone you're on to the next thing because that's how we're built but Touch on that, the work that goes into that, because I don't think people understand the amount of work day and night that goes into putting an expo together. Yeah, so I live in Tennessee, and um, there was one day that, uh, you know, I drove all the way to the state of Indiana just to pass out paper flyers and shake people's hands. And to be honest, I only touched contact with probably like 40 people 
on that trip. I was stopping at every barbershop I could just doing the, because that's what, that's what Jay did. And so I went there and I remember when I went to this, the furthest barbershop, it was one in Indiana. There was like three guys at this school and I passed out the flyers. They were, there was one guy that was coming to the expo for sure. There were two guys that were like iffy that never actually ended up coming. But I remember to go there and to shake hands with somebody and to look them in their face and to really care that they're even caring about what's going on in your life to take a picture with them. And to, cause he asked me, he was like, dude, is there any way you can come just a little bit further? And I think the decision to come a little bit further, whatever you call that is the thing that makes a difference in something can succeed or not. Because you're right. We spent all year spending all of our own money traveling to every barber show, um, talking to people, keeping Tennessee Barber Expo in our mouth. Um, and it's, it is, it's a lot of hard work and I had to learn how to do a lot of stuff that I don't know how to do. I didn't know how to set up an Eventbrite page and set up a business and thank God for Bianca, my business partner, 50% owner of Tennessee Barber Expo. Um, yeah, man, it's, it takes a team. It takes a team. It's definitely not just me. And, uh, but yeah, there's electricians and dealing with unions and it's, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, man, you got city codes and you got just all kinds of stuff that like, look, I just want to cut hair and be a part of the industry. I didn't ask for all this stuff. <laughs> but it, but it, it came with the territory, man. And you, you're, you're, you're breaking grounds. You're shattering, you're shattering, you're shattering barriers, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it, definitely it definitely doesn't, doesn't create, create itself. itself. No. What's in the plans for uh, the expo next year? If you could share with us, are there, are there any, any new, new things that, that are exciting that, that you can share with us? Yeah, so uh, we were scheduled for October 20th and 21st, but because Jay moved his show, right? I was talking about the honor. We would never have our show two weeks behind his show because we are going to be supporting Jay's show. Jay's show comes first. Jay's show gets to be successful first. So we don't have enough energy to split between Tennessee Barber Expo and Jay's show. It's 100% or nothing. So Jay had to move his show back. Um, out of honor for his situation and wanted to see his show succeed. Uh, we stepped our show back to December 5th, which is coincidentally my birthday, which doesn't make a big deal to me, but Bianca thinks it's a big deal. So it's like, okay, whatever. pre parties on my birthday. For whatever that's worth, do cool stuff on my birthday, okay? December 6th is when the expo is going to be. Um, but we also know that the entire country is everything subject to revision especially what we know about the truth. So uh, there's a lot of companies that have canceled their education for the year and stuff like that. So uh, everything is in revision, but as of right now, we are still going December 5th and December 6th is the date. And I'm hoping that Connecticut opens the industry back up with a bang and we can get um, put together a show that's, you know, we want to be a breath of fresh air for an industry that can't breathe. No pun intended at all. Facts. Respectfully. Uh, respectfully, yes. I, I, I get I get where you're coming from. Um, so what's next for you? Not just the expo. You have the barbershop. You have the expo thing going. You're releasing Believe a Barber Project. Does this mean you're going to be back on YouTube? Are you gonna, can you break a little news here? Are you going to be back on YouTube? Yeah, yeah so here's, here's the, the thing. thing. What, what I don't, I don't ever want to do is say yes. be a strong starter. I've learned about being a strong starter and not being a finisher, right? There is a reclamation of the platform that's coming because God is doing a whole lot of stuff in 
my life. And I, at this point, I do have the responsibility to share what he's doing. Um, it'll be something different. There's been a whole year that I've been out. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened in that year. So if you if you're expecting me to come back to the platform and be the clean cuts that you saw a year ago, it's something completely different. It just it's unreasonable to expect that. There's been a lot of growth. There's been a lot of change. Um, but positive, I'm still, you know, knees deep in the industry. I've actually got another business that I'm not at liberty to talk about, but we are creating another barber um, business here in Tennessee that'll come. Yeah, we're not we're not done. We're still building, <laughs> right? We should have called. I should have talked to you first. More, more layers, more layers. Right. Yeah. So check this out. Tennessee Barber Alliance is the umbrella that is uh, that houses Tennessee Barber Expo, right? So that's me and my business partner Bianca. So I will say that under the Tennessee Barber Alliance umbrella, we are creating a business that Bianca and I work together. So there are things that I do well and things that she does well. And we are going to marry these two things again, and we're going to do something extra special for the state of Tennessee, for sure, definitely the city, and possibly on a national level. As far as the YouTube goes, uh, I want to. It is my desire to do that. You have to do the right thing the right way at the right place at the right time. So this past year, I've been functioning, right? My focus has been on the function. And that's something, if I'm coming with any message right now, it's about function over form. Because there's a lot of people out here that have been spending a lot of time working on the form. They're working on their Instagrams. They're working on their followers. They're working on all this other stuff. And let us not forget that being a barber is heavily rooted in your character. Yes, there's a lot of people who are really good at like fades and edge ups and stuff like that. But if you're not a good person and if you're faking this stuff, you're going to fall off. So I am looking for how to communicate that. I believe that we're in an industry right now that really needs to focus on the function rather than the form. And if you focus on your function, the form will flow from it. Exactly. If, if that's making sense. It absolutely, absolutely making sense. Uh, we've had this conversation, I mean, me and Basio, and we get asked this question all the time, and I'm sure you get asked this question as well. I'm not, not sure you've, you get it asked. You, I, mean, I know you've, you've, people have asked you at shows in, in front of us. Uh, you know, when you hire, what are you looking in a barber? Are you looking for, for skill or are you looking for character? And it's, it's 10 times out of 10, 12 times out of 10. It's character because I can teach you to cut hair. Come on. I feel like I've said this a thousand times, right? Come yeah, on, bro. But one more time, right? 1,001. I can teach you to cut hair. I can't teach you to be a good person. I can't. I can't. And I would rather deal with the lumps of having to fix a haircut than just straight up bad character. Don't want to deal with it. I'd rather have an empty chair. I'd rather have an empty chair. That, that's how we, how we operate. I would rather have that. 100%. And let's also say this. Lost your audio. Am I good now? There we go. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Hit the mute button. Um, but also you've got on the shop level, right? But as barbers, uh, let's say educators, let's say you're pursuing a national platform. If you don't focus on the function in your private time, like if you're a student in school, you need to be in your books. You need to truly do your best to understand elevation. You need to understand um, the color processes. And to be honest, I didn't do, I did the best that I could where I was, but I, I, I'm using my experience to encourage students now 
You need to be in the books functioning. There's nothing more unattractive. I'm going to say it. Can I say it? Say it. This is, listen, this is holding those bar. This is the barber session, bro. We, we don't hold any, just, just say it. There's nothing more unattractive than somebody who starts off humble. Let's say a client starts off in your chair and says, man, I'm thinking about being a barber, right? It's like, bro, yes, you should be a barber. I encourage you. And then they go to school. Um, they do whatever hours and then they get released to the floor and they learn how to blend from a zero to a half. And the next thing you know, they're like, the language has changed. The way they carry themselves has changed. The way they talk to people has changed. They just, they like start buying costumes and acting different. And it's like, it's just the most unattractive thing. And I think it's a trend right now. All you got to do is technically, if you just sign up for barber school, Oh, you're, you're, you're it. You're it. That's really all you got to do. You sign up for barber school. You got to go get a logo made. You got to go, you got to go get a logo made and, and the IG and I'm this, this is, you know, I'm, I'm such and such blends the one. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Um, yeah. But yeah, there, there is nothing more attractive than that. And I, I've seen that a lot, <laughs> a lot. You know what I mean? I, you know, I'm still actively in the shop. And when we opened up, you know, we opened up several locations. So I've seen from the ground level, I've seen, I think what we're up to 60 or 60 something barbers now. So I've seen a lot, a lot, and it's okay. Not everybody's going to be us. Right. But I've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of guys that have come in super humble, super humble. And man, a couple, you know, three, four months later, they got that clientele. It's like, nobody can tell me nothing. And it's like, uh, no, I I can so you're right. It, it, there's nothing more distasteful than that. I just, it just gives me a bad taste. It's just like, what happened to that young, humble kid that I met six months ago? What happened, what happened to that guy? That's the guy that I yeah. like. That's and, the guy that I hired. And, you know, something else that I think, right, speaking, when I came into the industry, it was different, dude. I feel like I was the, I feel like I, right, like publicly was the last of, like, I feel like I was the last person to find barbering, like organically, you know what I mean? Like just with my son, this and that, I feel like, I mean, I'm not saying the last don't, I know there's people out there go, Oh, he thinks he's the last one. Literally. I don't, I don't <laughs> actually think, but, um, I don't know, that time, speaking for the whole country. Okay. Right. That time frame was when stuff started to kind of get popular, like, you know, Vic and, uh, Basio, really Basio dude. He was a forerunner. And when he started picking up momentum, Becoming, becoming a barber, a barber started, started becoming an idea for a lot of people. people. But I'll, I'll say this, this five, five years, years later, later, our industry is saturated. It is saturated. Everybody, everybody looks like Chris Bossy. Everybody, everybody looks like Vic Blends. Everybody looks like uh, Hawk, the barber prodigy. Go follow him on Instagram. If you're watching this, you're not following Hawk, the barber. Go follow him. It's a great follow. Amazing. Just, just, just. Um, but everybody, and there's a reason why people look like these guys, because they were forerunners, they were innovators, they brought something new and had something to be desired. The thing is that these cities and this industry is becoming saturated and everybody looks the same now. So now we, as an industry who have been here, we are starting, we've always looked at character, but now just because you show up looking special, it's going to take you extra time to make yourself stand out because you can't just throw on a hat, have a good outfit, get a face mask. that says Supreme. Yeah. Get you- yeah. It's, it's not as easy as it used to be. Um, 
You need to be focused on the function, the skill sets and the relationships. They got to be authentic. You can't fake them anymore. It's funny how that works, right? It's funny how it goes back to the, to the grassroots. It always, you know, and innovation is great and all that, all that stuff, all that's phenomenal. And I'm for that, but it's funny how, as far as we go, it always comes back to relationships, building relationships over building clientele, actually, you know, connecting with your clients at the end of the day, that that's, that's what being a barber is. You're a counselor to the community. You're, you're a counselor to your clients. You're a safe haven. You're uh, an ear. You know what I mean? It's just, it comes down to that at the end of the day. Literally. I have clients. I go to the shop two days a week, maybe one and a half days. I'm barely there. And I have clients that will not cheat, will not get a haircut somewhere else. And sometimes I can't even make it that day. And they're like, you know what? I'll wait till next week. I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay. <laughs> I'll stay hairy. I don't care. Because it's not about the haircut. It's, it's really not. Any one of those guys in that barbershop can give them the same haircut. If not, some of them even better to be if I'm being transparent. You know what I mean? But it's not about no, that. No, come on. That's true. It's not about that for them. They they want to get a haircut with me because of the relationship we built over eight, ten plus years. It's just that takes time, like you said. That takes real investment. Not, you know, I'm gonna throw on this hat and supreme mask and tag everybody, make sure I got all the hashtags yeah. and start a start a hashtag. Game. I, know, I know my worth and it's like, um no, like Bazio and those guys put in work they laid a foundation there was there was time put in to earn that not just mm-hmm. clippers down in the station two weeks four months later i'm charging this because i'm it doesn't work like that it mm-hmm. really doesn't work like that yeah and it's uh you know the relationships start from the inside out it's, it's like, like a spiral so you're gonna have a very difficult time coming into this industry if you want to be successful and you want to be successful on national level you're gonna have a hard time coming into the industry and connecting hardcore with Basio if you don't connect hardcore with your wife because it's it, the authenticity of the relationships. How could you have an authentic relationship with somebody you've never met through Instagram if you don't know how to maintain a, an authentic relationship in the city you live in? It's, it's, it starts from the inside and it works its way out uh, because the people who uh, do find themselves on national platforms generally, right? People who uh, identify good character as being a part of their culture, that's going to translate in the relationships. So if you come to Basio and you got issues with your wife or you're not seeing your kids, it's going to be like, dang, dude, you're a really good barber, but like, I'm not. I can't, I can't connect. I can't, like, I can't even have a conversation with you. Right. You need to leave Connecticut and you need to go home. Yeah. And you need to be a dad. Be a husband. You know? Yeah. Little stuff like that. And I've seen it. I've seen a lot of, I've seen people that have the form you love. They have the formula. They do the right hashtags. They do. They connect with the right professionals. They do the the right um, what you call it when when two barbers do the same haircut. Uh, Let's do a a collab. No, I can't. Collab. Collaboration. Yes. Collaboration. They collab with the right person. They got the right outfit. They're wearing the right brands. They have the unique thing like, oh, I'm gonna do this thing that makes me look stupid, but it's unique, so people embrace it. They got the whole package going for them, but they can't form an authentic relationship. So when they're given the opportunity, 
to be around someone who's involved in that culture, they don't know how to act. Like we recognize when we're meeting people's representatives, have no desire to meet right your away. representative. Right away. <laughs> right away. You can tell right yeah. away. And, and, and that's, that's essentially, you know, bringing that full circle with Tomb Squad. Uh, we know, we know right away. And we, we tell our barbers that too. Like when we hire a barber, I've always told my barbers, if you're not going to fit in, the guys are going to get rid of you. I'm not going to get rid of you. The culture will push you out. And it's the mm. same thing with Tomb Squad. It's, it's you know, you know, we, you know, when, when, when it doesn't look right, it doesn't feel right. It just gets kind of. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we might not want to talk about it, but I mean, and we're not going to talk about it. No, we're not. I'm not going to talk about it, but we've seen it yeah. within the Tomb Squad. There have been people that have came and gone. They saw and they don't come anymore. And there's a reason why they don't come anymore. It's not because we didn't tell them don't come anymore. It's because it just ain't working out. Nobody told them no. It's just mm-hmm. doesn't fit. So what's next for you? And in, 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 are you opening up more shops, Tyler? Are you going to, are you going to continue to, I know you said you got two more barbers coming. Um, what are the plans? Are, are you, are you going to do like a headlines thing like we have, like get a couple locations going or are you good with the one? It's not that I'm good with the one and it's not that I'm looking to expand. What I'm really focused on right now is um, this Corona situation has created a unique environment, a unique client in the business realm. And so it's forced me to like really look at who I am and what I want. And so I've recently developed a, I don't want to say a a blueprint, but I've got some things that I want to do because I believe in clean cut grooming lounge. I believe in my barbers. I believe in this brand. And so where's I want to make sure that I'm investing the, in the right places. The beard oil, by the way, I need some more of that band. My beard is struggling, bro. I haven't found a beard. It doesn't look like that. it's struggling. Well, you it doesn't know, look like it's you struggling. Know what I mean, it, 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 like, it could be better. So, so I have, uh, I have actually, I had a conversation about the, um, about the beard oil and furthering that. And so, um, it, everything that I'm doing is on a real practical level. It's not about the things that I'm going to do. I'm not going to do for the purpose of being seen. I don't care to inform people. I don't have secrets. I know it sounds like I'm keeping secrets. I'm like, oh, I don't want to release it. But what I'm really focused on is doing things well and um, doing them as I'm supposed to do. Because, you know, I've been doing a lot of work on, and I know you personally know, but maybe everybody else doesn't know. You know, when you go through like losing your mom and go through, um, you know, this last year of growth, man, I've been really learning about like who I am and, and who I am as a son of God. I've been really focused on my relationship with God. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time. I do feel like I'm called into ministry uh, to some degree, but I don't think that means I'm coming in with my crosses blazing, make sure that everybody is saved that comes into my peripheral. I think it just means like, because to be honest, I have not liked the way that uh, Christians have represented Jesus to me up until like five years ago. I didn't, it was, it was a really turnoff. It was just ugly to me. And so um, I want to be what I needed for somebody. And that's what I was doing in my YouTube in the beginning. I was doing reviews because that's what I needed was reviews. I was doing transparency because I needed somebody to be transparent so I could have hope. And so what I'm really focused on now is just being, being a son of, of, of God and really I just want to further the kingdom. I want to really make a difference in this earth. And I believe that I can. I believe that barbering is the place that God put me so that I, way I could uh, exemplify the character of God. 
And the only way I can act like Jesus is to know Jesus. So I've been spending a lot of time um, just focused on God and a lot of prayer. I've been reading a lot of the Bible um, and really just looking at who I'm growing into. Because I'm telling you, a lot of people don't know this, but when I made my first video, it was the same motivation. It was the same God. It was the same stuff. I was just less vocal about it. And I know that some people are probably going to be a little less excited about it. I don't really care. I'm still the same person. I'm still doing the same thing. Yeah. If if my journey all of a sudden turns you off, then maybe you should quit watching it. But I'm going to succeed. I'm going to continue to grow. Like, I'm not done. <laughs> I love it. If it ain't for you, bro, change the channel. Yeah, straight up. Uh, I never did this for followers anyway. No. Function. Function. <laughs> If anybody takes anything away from this podcast, it's function, okay? Not form. Forget form. Forget the bells and whistles. Forget the flash. Forget the 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 the, the It's function. 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 Function over form all day. Function over form. Your car can look incredible, but if it doesn't have an engine, it ain't gonna go. Anywhere. Dude, come on. It ain't gonna go anywhere. And, and that's the thing. If and, and your clippers gonna look real cool, but they don't have if they don't have a power clip, you can't charge them. Don't know what to tell you. Look at you plugging your clipper in. Don't know what to tell you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can we talk about how uh, we didn't talk about this? Anything? I'm serious. Oh, Those batteries transformed my barbershop. The, the batteries—they're they're game changers. They are game changers. Like, I'm like, just. This yeah. isn't. I'm serious. Talk about like, it. if you're wondering, if I'm looking at you right now. I'm telling you. Look! Look directly into the camera. Look, the batteries. They changed everything, period. If you're, oh, I'm, I don't want to know, no, no, then no, don't no. get one because they sold out and Alex needs another one. But I'm telling you, they sold you're wondering. Out. I think in a couple hours they were sold out. They were Are we out again? Are we out right now? Uh, yeah, we're out again. Well, sucks for them. All right, you missed been. it. Should've I guess that's been. what I'm telling you now. You missed the batteries. You literally missed one of the, dude, bro, Listen, game changer. Long term, right? Not in it for the for the <laughs> for the long term. I had a dude this that is, said, "Bro, it can't be more powerful because it's the same like type of battery." It's like I understand the math, but when I put the battery in my clipper, it worked more powerful. It just does. I understand the math. It and, was more powerful. And we don't we don't claim that it does work because you know because it's it's math, mathematic, but it just we've heard that from everyone. Shannon, you know S Craft very well. Shannon's like, I, I, sure. I don't know what it is. I don't know it doesn't what it is. Make sense. It just it gave it it gave it some more horsepower, man. I don't know what to tell you. It doesn't make sense, but it, but it does. It's incredible. Yeah. They'll be they'll be back. They'll be back soon. I know they will. They better be because I'm I will. I'm buying more. I'm buying backups. Just <laughs> just I will like double A batteries. Just gonna have them in the drawer in your station. Just just have yeah. them just in case. That's so innovative. Time. You want to answer some yeah, questions? Yeah, man. Bro? Huh? Yeah, dude. Let's ask you some questions. So we, have, we this is from a customer. We, we get we got all kinds of random voicemails here, but uh, this is what we love inter interaction, right? So let's let's mm -hmm. answer this question from this customer because sometimes barbers need to hear from their clients. Mm -hmm. By the way, guys, we're just under twenty thousand subscribers. So do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. You know, smash the subscribe, turn on the notifications, hit the like button, and share this video. Share it. Look at this guy. Tyler's incredible. He's incredible. I, I don't know, know where the buttons him. are. <laughs> I've known him forever, and he still amazes me. I love, I love, I can just talk to this guy forever. It's amazing. So, love you, bro. 
With that being said, hold on one second. There we go. There we go. And let's go to the questions. Hi, my name is C. Um, I'm from Maryland, Mo County. Uh, my Instagram is just cadet, J-U-S-T-C-A-D-E-T. And I have a question. So I I start barber school next year. Next, um, I start barber school tomorrow. And tomorrow. I'm wondering where advice would you give someone that's starting barber school? Thank you. You want to take it? First. Oh, uh, I mean, guest. You're you're my guest. So yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, advice for starting barber school is what I was saying earlier. Is go ahead and figure out how you're going to set yourself apart. This is not the advice I was given five years ago. Figure out how you're going to set yourself apart because the the the, the industry locally and on a national level is becoming saturated with mediocre barbers, just people coming to get a license that want to be barbers. I would encourage you to make yourself stand out. The way that you're going to make yourself stand out is by um, taking perms on purpose, like doing all the things that nobody wants to do. Do them on purpose. Um, show up regularly. Study like. Do the things that nobody wants to do. That's going to make you stand out. Um, and then, you know, serving. go ahead. Don't wait. Say that again. That's also serving. AKA yeah, right. Earning your stripes. Right. Go ahead. There's a due that has to be paid. If you want to be a part of this fraternity, there's an initiation process. That's part of it. Um, also, I would say do not start. Don't wait to do the things that you see professionals do. Do those things now create your professional social media, all that stuff, and start sharing as a professional. That doesn't mean leave your humility out the door. Matter of fact, I encourage you to stay transparent. I encourage you to share your uh, share your mistakes because when you share your mistakes, now you're being vulnerable, you're being intimate, you're being transparent with your followers. So now people are going to watch, want to watch you grow and they're going to be vested in seeing you succeed. So when you get better, your victory becomes their victory. So they're going to keep coming back. Um, go ahead and make your business cards. Do all of that stuff. Do not wait. Go ahead and start visiting barbershops. Figure out where you want to work. Start living as if you believe the things you hope for are actually going to manifest in your life. I can't I can't add much more to that except that don't don't do something that you're going to live to regret. Right? I don't I don't like I don't like regret. I don't like that word, but um I was humble, but I didn't take advantage of what I had in front of me, if that makes sense, Tyler. Um, I went to a cosmetology school and oh, how I wish I can go back now because I went to a cosmetology school that had a barber program, but I, I got both. So I'm a Cosmo as well. Um, and I was the cool kid, you know, the cool barber kid over there in the corner with the three barbers. I ain't doing no woman's hair. I'm not doing no highlights. I, I do fades. I do blowouts. That's what I do. And Tyler, if I can go back now, man, man, yeah. I'd, I'd love to master color because now I understand color, right? I did it. I, I passed the, the test, but the fear, you know, the, not the fear of messing up, but just, I, I don't have enough experience. I uh -huh. didn't get the reps like I did in, in, you know, with, with fades and stuff in school. If I can go back now, man, and jack up some highlights, sorry to the ladies I would have jacked up and no, that's jack good, up bro. some perms and jack up some colors and jack up some balayages and mess up some extensions and do all that and fumble over myself and look like an idiot then now i mean now i'd be doing it all 
and I'd mm-hmm. have I'd have so much more in my arsenal. And you know, now I've gone to school and done SMP and eyebrows and all that phenomenal stuff. But I, I like at the very root level, I could have been doing color and extensions and charging a lot of money for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And now you know, not now you're now you're in the race. So once you get out of school and you're in the race, it's hard to take a step back or I'm going to learn something else or I'm going to add something else to my arsenal yeah. because you're going to take away from the clientele that you're building, those relationships you're building to build. It, it just, it becomes complicated. I'm sure Tyler can attest to that. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite pieces of advice as well. Make mistakes, make them on purpose, learn something on YouTube last night and go try it tomorrow. When they say, last Hey, night. can you do a burst fade? Say, yep. Last night. Watch the YouTube right. video in school five minutes yes. before you take the haircut and be like, hey, man, I just I, I, I learned this new thing. I want to try it. It's called the burst fade. Oh, when did you yep. learn it? I, I just learned it. I want to try it on. you, Bro, I got you. It's a two dollar haircut. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I bro. got you. Hey, yeah, Can you yeah, do a straight yeah. razor shave. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. My teacher. Yeah. My teacher gave me that advice from the beginning. My customer sits in your chair. Utmost confidence. I got you, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put you in the because there is a sign. There is a sign that says uh, these services are performed by students. There's no money back. You are only paying two to five dollars. And so if they just get clear, like, man, you jack me up, dude, and try to embarrass you, be like, dude, you just came to the barber school <laughs> for a burst fade with a design for five dollars. I'm not embarrassed here. I'm, you I be embarrassed. You be embarrassed for wanting to get away with all that for five dollars, bro. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah t- t- great advice. Tyler. Mess up. Mess up, man mess up, stumble, do all that stuff. You're paying for your education. You might as well take advantage of it and stumble and do all that crap. So by the time you get to a barbershop, you're good. Yeah, man. Don't waste it. Not at all. So here's one from a client. That, that was the wrong one, by the way, if you guys haven't caught on yet. That wasn't the client. That was the barber student. Here's one from a client. How you doing? This is uh, Mike Benjamin from Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, a customer and a uh, I went to a barber and he lined me up, left a line on my head for a month, broke the skin. Yeah, I didn't go back to him. But this show uh, barbers how not to break the skin when they're doing their line over the forehead. Mike Benjamin, Wilmington, Delaware. Mike from Delaware. Mike, if you barbers aren't listening... Stop zero gapping your tremors. It just ain't necessary. You don't need tattoo guns. Like, come on now. It's a shape up. It's not supposed to last forever. That's a customer calling a barber podcast. That's how, that's the impression that barber left on him. It lasted that long. He thought about it. That, like, Tyler, think about it. For you to pick up the phone or leave a review on Google, bro, you have to be really hot to pick up the phone, search right. it, type it out, and then hit send. He literally picked up this phone called the hotline and left a voicemail so that barbers would know everywhere. Stop leaving lines on my forehead. So bad. Yeah, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to let you, I'm going to just let, I'm, I'm out. I mean, have I done it before? You... Yes. <laughs> Ask me when I did it. Barber in school. school. In school. Heard them in school. Press it. Find out exactly what the magic press is to where it's just short of surgery in school. When you come into the shop, it's cool. It's fine. Just, you know, do your detail with the razor. Don't, oh man, fibers, <laughs> if you need to, uh, get your beam team out, whatever it takes. Like, don't. Yeah. 
don't hurt your clients. Don't, don't give your clients a tattoo. It's just also this. Tattoo. It does happen like not that specifically, not that, but mistakes will happen in the shop, but yeah. not like that. Absolutely. Your client should not be that emphatic about that type of mistake. Because when the way he described it, I could see the perforation going yep. up, yep. Yep. across, and down, I and I can see the scap. I can see the scap right now, because <laughs> because I've seen that, I've literally seen that. Yeah. And and I give I give usually when it's one of my guys I give him the. Usually. <laughs> whoa, 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 what what's happened? Let me, let me see your trimmers. You need to adjust these, just a bit. Okay. That's sweet. Just adjust them because your boy was red. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for innovation because transparency moment. I did do a hard part one time and it was one of those exposed clippers. It was like a, it wasn't a skeleton, wasn't a, but the hair yeah. got wrapped around. And then when it, the, the motor moved the hair. And so he had a gap and uh, he, he didn't pay for the, the haircut was free. But because we focus our business on character, not haircuts, he came back. Yeah, facts. And listen, I don't want any of you out there that we said make all your mistakes in school and get them all out in school. I don't mm -hmm. want anybody out there that's new in a barbershop that has made mistakes or doesn't feel like they're quite there yet to get discouraged by those comments. You're going mm -hmm. to make mistakes in the barbershop. Schools where you get, you get, you know, your your fundamental mistakes out. The barbershop is where you get polished, but you're still going to make mistakes. But that polish, that 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 clear coat, really shiny finish is going to come at the barbershop because that's that's just you're you're a little guppy mm -hmm. in a barbershop of sharks. Dude, can I just share what my favorite really quick? Can I share what my favorite mistake to make on a regular basis is? Your you what you still make my favorite mistake that I make on a regular basis. On a regular basis. So you get your clientele right. You get your clientele. You see people come in, it's like, hey, what's going on, man? I'm ready for you. Come on, sit, sit down. down. They, they sit, sit down, down, you drape them up. You say, we're doing the same thing. thing. Yeah, same thing. thing. Cool. We, we get, get the work, work right? Dude, Dude, my, my favorite, favorite thing is to get clients who have been with me for five years now, and they always get a shadow fade. I don't know why I get so hyped, and this time they just get a bald fade. I don't know what happens. But like, what's going on, man? You doing good? You good? And I'm halfway through the lineup. You're following, you're following the 245 system, and you just you punch it in, baby. Dude, I'm halfway around, and I go. Oh, they say the shadow. Whoops. And then I gotta think. Well, what do we do? And it's like, well, can we make it a, a skin taper on the sides and back? Nope, we're past that. So we sure. Yeah, and so generally, I usually just say, well. I think, I think I accidentally gave you a bald fade, but it'll look good. Trust me. In two days, you'll have your shadow fade. Don't worry about it. Exactly. So my, my, see, your mistake is, is, is that's, yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Mine, mine is nowhere near. Mine's kind of silly. Mine is I grab my neck strip. I drape my client properly. Stop doing the little tie thing. Stop that. That's Tyler's, he, that's his, you'll get Tyler, get, a, get his, Blood pressure boiling. It's a barber thing. It's, it's not, not a Tyler thing. It's a barber thing. It is a barber thing. It is. Yeah, it is a barber thing. But you drape them properly. You know, you close your cape. You're good to go. And then I always grab another neck strip for some reason. I'm like, <laughs> and I come to it and I'm like, Wait, oh, I, I already. Okay. Well, I guess I don't need this. Yo, uh, you ever threw the, the cape on somebody in the front, front and, and just start, start cutting hair? hair? Yeah. You're supposed to turn around and grab the neck strip, but you just. Yeah. You just start cutting just hair. Cut hair now. <laughs> so my, sorry, sorry. my 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 
most memorable mistake, right? I was doing a one with the grain with a bald fade. And I had just gotten some octanes. So I thought I was Mr. It's different. I thought I was Mr. Like, yo, you it's could, different. You couldn't tell me nothing, Tyler. You know what I mean? You couldn't tell me nothing, bro. I got octanes, man. Oh. So I put that one. I went with the grain nice and smooth because, you know, they cut like butter. And then I took it off. Right. I put that fade blade on it. <laughs> and I did my ball line. I'm good. I fade them up. We're having a great conversation because my cheesy little thing to say to my clients again, because it's about the, it's about the building thing, right? I have little sayings that I tell my clients, man, I'm, I'm going to get you EA sports, bro. And half the time okay. they're, like, they're like, what? I'm going to put in you the in game. the game, bro. And it sounds corny, but they like that stuff. Anyways, I'm going to put you in the game, bro. I got it. I'm lining them up. Everything's good. And you know, at the very end, Tyler, when you got that, just that little hair on top of you, like, let me just, let me just smooth it out a little more. And I went to smooth it out, and the fade blade was still on there. Not the what? Oh. <laughs> Bro, I wanted to die. Bosio was sitting across from me, and he saw me. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh. Describe yeah. it. Describe, Describe that whole moment right, right there. From, from the, the time, time you go in, I want that 10 seconds. That 10 seconds? Oh, my Describe God. Describe that. My career's over. I'm done. Just Did he hear? He didn't hear anything. Did he, he suspect? suspect? He didn't suspect nothing. He had no but idea. But you didn't know. He had no idea anything was going on, bro. He had no idea what was going on. I was dying. I started sweating. You know that I run hot, bro. You know, <laughs> when I get in front of these crowds, bro, I run hot. Yeah. So I'm in the shop. Lewis, who mentored me and Basio's, looking at me like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. Nothing. It's, it's okay. Basio's looking at me like, yo, what's no. So I literally calmly, right? Because this is what you said earlier. It's all about character i calmly grabbed my masters mm -hmm. and proceeded to fade it out did a little burst fade on top so he ended up with like a south side type thing right a little higher than he wanted and then when he got up and said how much i said nothing he didn't get up but he, he went to get up and i said hey i'm not charging for this this is what happened and i explained it to him to the t and i faded out looks fine and i showed him in the mirror and he said, no, nah, man, it looks great. It's no problem. You just did a little bit higher than usual. I'll pay you. I was like, no, no, no. It's okay. That one's on me. But client for life. Still my client to this day. And you never, never did, did that again. again. Ever again. Mm -hmm. I've made yeah. that mistake once, right? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to knock barbers that make repeated mistakes. But that I never again, never again. The trauma, trauma is, is supposed, supposed to change, change your life. It is. And then the scissor thing, I am, I am, I am, I am huge on, I'm going to ask you three times. Matter of fact, same thing with the guards. I want a three on top. You want three on top? Okay, cool. Spray off some, some, some you know, some, some, uh, what's it called? Uh, cool uh, care. Cool care. Wow. Wow. Tyler. It's been a, it's been a while. It's I know. COVID's day, crazy. COVID is nuts. <laughs> Little cool care. <laughs> Grab my double magnets. Put the put the put the, the, the double magnet three on, and I'm gonna get right to here. And I rest it right on their forehead, bro. And I'm like, hey, you you said a three, right? Yeah, yeah, three. Okay. I I confirm twice. Clip resting on forehead, and then I go, because I've been in that situation where it's like 
yeah, yeah, number two, and the shop is busy and it's crazy. You're talking about man, and you're this this, this game, and this customer's talking about that, and yeah, number two, and the next thing you know, plop plop, one and a half, whoop, whoa, that's lower than last time, Chris. What happened? So I just measure twice, cut once is what I tell yeah. Barbara. Classic. Measure twice, cut once, and the other thing that I've done that I will never do again. And I have never cut myself with a razor besides that time. And it's because the trauma, the respect for it now. <laughs> I came into the barbershop and you know, when you're BS and your small talk and I see a little, you know, a little paper that the, that the razors come in a little yeah. break them in half and I see it on my station and I'm, you know, it's not, trash, not the cleanest barber, but uh, you know, I'm like, wow, that what's, what's that doing there? It shouldn't be there. And I grab it and I'm talking to a barber and I'm doing this Tyler. No. <laughs> I'm crumbling it up, bro. I'm literally crumbling it up. And it is so sharp. I don't feel anything. You know what I felt? You felt? You know what I felt? Warmth. I'm talking about. Oh my gosh, dude. Why is my hand warm? Oh, I'm going to bleed out. I'm going to bleed out. Luckily, it was only a couple cuts, not anything crazy. Not anything crazy. As, as, as nuts as that would sound, right? You think my hand would be like amputated. It was literally just a couple cuts. But ever since then, bro. I literally, I respect the razor so much. I, don't, I haven't, I haven't, you know, the, the razor coming down and hitting you. I haven't done any of that stuff, bro. None of it. Thank God. Mm. The only other thing I've done after that, and this one's pretty gruesome. If we, like, we should, we should have, I should, should I make this part of the show? Com comment in the sections below, guys. Make a comment if you guys want me to talk to barbers or the Because apparently guys. there's a lot. You know, we, 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 I was part, this is a dangerous job. I mean, this is a dangerous job. If you guys want us to talk about barber injuries, like athletes. We'll talk about it. We'll make it. We'll make it part of the show if you guys want to. But I was cutting with a senior, and I had a number five on, and I went to take it off the guard, and the guard it was still on. You know when you get to that point where you're like, you know, nobody can tell you nothing, bro. You're the man, and you just you're switching guards without turning the clipper off. Click, 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 click. And you're, just, you're doing your thing. I went to take the guard off, and when I took the guard off, the guard kind of slipped but came off at the same time. I tried to pin it up against my body. When I pinned it up against my body, I pinned the clipper to my finger just yeah. yeah went right in nice that was that was bad that's unique that's unique but i'll tell you this i turned my clippers off but when i switched cars down same same yeah. well i did that because uh you know you guys were teaching me about like power conservation and stuff with the cordless clippers and so like in between turning around i need the battery battery man all of that but now if, with the 245 battery, you can cut your fingers if you want and be fine. If you want to. We're not liable, by the way, for that. If you, if you don't turn off your clipper, that's on you. Uh, yeah. Tyler, anything you want to leave the people with, man? This has been an awesome time spending some time with you talking, bro. It's been way too long. You need to get your behind on a plane and come down to Florida. We got beaches. We got little drinks with umbrella in them. With umbrella. You, got little, you got little fly water things with the... We do have Danny. The, we, we have, we have, the, we have, the, we have the, the Iron Man thing. Yeah, we have that. Um, yeah. We we have the skateboard one, yeah. That that I'm sure you can you can you can skateboard, right? You use the skateboard. I bro, can't do that thing. EA Sports, bro. I can't do that. I cannot balance put, on that thing to save my life. Put me in. Put I'm ready in, to go. Put you in the game, coach. Yeah. So you need to get your, you need to get down here, bro. We miss you, man. But anything you want to leave the people with? Any message? Any 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 call to action? By the way, if you guys want to follow my boy Tyler, his Instagram is right below him, right there. It's Clean Cuts the one. Make sure you go follow him. Uh, your YouTube is Tyler Trotter. No, it's clean cuts. Clean cuts. Go follow clean cuts Listen, with a Z. Go back and watch Tyler's journey from the beginning. It's it's incredibly. You want to binge watch something? Binge watch Tyler's 
journey from beginning to end. He tells it all. He's literally transparent, tells it all. It's amazing stuff. Anything you want to leave the people with? I will tell you this. There is something that's that's bubbling up that's going to be purged out uh, pretty soon. And, um, you know, I, I, I look forward to uh, the reclamation of uh, something that, you know, a lot of people have been asking me if it's been left behind. And the answer is no, it hasn't. We've been focusing on the function. It's all about Had a lot going on lately. Look at that shot. So, and I want to share with you guys um, what I've learned over the last year. And so I'm just I'm just grateful for those of you guys who continue to follow. And uh, I am. I'm ready to get back on a plane. I'm ready to get back to doing what we do best big time. That's what's up. So as usual, as usual, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys in the next yeah. episode. Make sure you subscribe, turn on notifications so you can see the next episode. Yeah, and man. Get active in the comments with us. Make sure you call us. Call, it's, just, it's just a phone call. You just make a phone call really quick. And boom, you leave us your take, whether it's a question, whether it's a statement, you state what city or state you're calling from, so you can rep your city and state and your IG, and it's, it's awesome stuff. And we definitely love you, the, the love and support from you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. So we're signing out. Till next time, peace. 245 Studios.